Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Parenting Hour. You're tuned into Unity FM 93.5 here in the heart of Birmingham, 105.1 in Luton. And all our listeners are tuned in, not just in the UK, but all over, mashallah. Whether you're tuned in on the app or online, welcome to today's show. Uh, we're following on from uh, our show that we did very recently, and that was on buying properties and housing and how to evaluate your houses and where to go if you're buying a property and what to look for. So we know that the um, the response to that was really great and people really enjoyed that. And following on from that, we have asked Azar to come back to do another show today on um, how to find that right property for you whether it is your first time and what you need to be doing what kind of surveys you need to be doing how you go about evaluations etc and I know each one of these could be a show on their own and hopefully they will be in the future we're trying to get him to do his own show so that he will have a show on his own to go into more detail uh, with each topic and subtopic and more time to go in it and so for us to, in Parenting Hour we're just trying to give an overall view so that when he starts doing his own show inshallah do do affirm that he will be doing his own show that you will have an opportunity to ask more personalised questions and ring him up uh, with personalised questions to your situation and your circumstances and he's really happy to do that inshallah so welcome again brother Asr assalamu alaikum wa alaikum salam Kathleen very nice to be here again. Oh, so delighted yeah. to have you back again, no, mashallah. That's very good and thanks very much thanks very much for the for the for your time. And I think this could be a great show going forward. Property is a thing that's you see it on the all the satellite TVs seems to be a big thing for mm. business. Obviously people live there, you need to work from there, people so it's it's a very good thing and I'm looking to put forward a bit of a structured show going forward inshallah, inshallah. to ha- maybe help people just to maybe work a bit on my experience mm-hmm. um, as a chartered surveyor also a chartered engineer mm-hmm. um, some of the pitfalls and maybe guide some people in the right direction as to how to buy a property or when they're selling a property mm-hmm. whether it's a commercial property whether it's a residential property we're looking forward to put together like I said a good structure we'll have certain we'll have property lawyers in Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have all types of spheres in planning consultants, so we can. So it's quite a, it's a very, very big, big topic. The property show, yeah, and that's what we look to do. Inshallah, Mashallah, which yeah. is really wonderful because yes. I, I know from families coming to me over the years, buying a property, it can mean one word can mean different things and I know one word can make big changes for them later on if they want to change or if they wrote in the contract that we want um, the orchard or the piece of land beside us to give us first preference and then it's it's not it's written in the wrong way and it's like as if they have to buy the whole thing so all this legal information maybe the valuation as well they don't understand the valuation who's going to build beside them or what's happening so all of it can have a huge impact on them down the line whether it is a home or a business yeah absolutely mm. Catherine you make, you make some very good points there mm. I mean when you buy a property or if you're looking at a property if you're looking at a house for instance there's so many things to consider even if you look at a home buyer report um, there's so many sections with regards to the condition the location the boundaries the um, structural impact on the property um, is there any housing developments nearby compulsory purchase order with HS2 coming around Birmingham we're doing a lot of work there at this 
precise moment in time. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things to consider. So it's always worthwhile getting a v- getting a survey done from a qualified surveyor. Mm-hmm. It's very very good money spent, and hopefully. It's one of those professions, the main profession is the Royal Institution of Chartered Surveyors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the main p- body which is professionally recognized throughout the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes around seven years to get qualified. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 it takes as long, almost as long as a doctor. Yeah. And also you choose your certain discipline. But there are all types of surveyors we can talk about. Mm-hmm. But depending on the type of job you're looking for mm-hmm. if you're buying a shop you mm-hmm. whether you're renting out a shop mm-hmm. you need to have again a surveyor to calculate the market rent or work at the freehold and all the pitfalls if you were to rent out a shop you'd need to carry out certain types of survey i've seen instances where people have bought goodwills in paper shops where they've overpaid by fifty thousand pounds because they thought you had to pay that premium um i know it sounds crazy but it's happened a lot throughout my experience in this profession so really I'm hoping just to if I can help one person Mm -hmm. you know maybe do the right thing or maybe stop them doing certain things and I think it's 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 very good it'll Mm -hmm. be very good for a lot of people Mm -hmm. and be a good guidance because there's seems to be a lot of people know about lawyers a lot of people know about accountants yeah but when it comes to the surveying profession, I remember when I when I qualified, I think it's back a long time ago, I think it's over <laughs> 25 years ago, mm-hmm. I did, didn't really know what a surveyor was. I, I didn't really know. I mean, when I was speaking to my father, he was saying, well, you know, you can become a doctor or a dentist <laughs> and all these type of things. But, mm-hmm. well, I thought, well, I, lo- I love property. And I mm-hmm. thought, well, why not? I didn't know you could be an expert in property in reality. And that's what this, uh, that's what a chartered surveyor, in effect, is an, is a recognized property professional. Actually, when you're on that topic, if you don't mind expanding a little bit, because a lot of our parents um, have come to us with teenagers and teenagers are, they feel that there is only professions, as as you mentioned, doctor, lawyer, accountant, kind of these professions or these streams. And they do forget about this. And their child may not be that way inclined, maybe very academic, but may want something that they are not sitting behind a desk or in an enclosed environment, somewhere they can get out, can be um, do different things, see different people every day, have a different job. So tell us a little bit about, actually, if you don't mind sharing your journey like that. So I think because I think our parents may be interested in thinking of, oh, there's a career we didn't think of. Oh, yeah. I mean, wh- when I look back at my life, um, I did my A-levels. Mm-hmm. Um, I went on, did civil engineering. I was, at, I was at University of London, and from there I went to Loughborough University, did civil structural engineering. Then then I found out during my degree what surveyors did. Um, then I then I looked into it, and I completed my first degree, inshallah. Then I went and did my second degree, which is estate management, mm-hmm. which was a recognised qualification from the Royal Institution of Chartered Surveyors. Mm-hmm. Then you finish your degree, and from there on, you do two, three years probation, you know, experience route. Mm-hmm. Then you have to sit an interview yeah. with the institution, and you satisfy them that you are competent enough to be called a chartered surveyor. Mm-hmm. Um, I qualified back from memory was 1997. Okay. Well, that makes me feel really old. Oh, <laughs> age is only but, a number. But I would say to anyone who's looking at a at a career, the if you just go on the website and type in RICS or Royal Institutional Chartered Surveyors, mm-hmm. fantastic career. Really enjoyed it. I mean, I've I haven't felt as if I've done any work. 
since I've started. I love the potion oh, so much because it's very useful, very, yeah. very satisfying. And it's and you don't need big A you don't need fantastic A level grades, mm. three A's like you do for medicine and dentistry mm. and those mm-hmm. type of courses. Mm. I mean you still need good co- you know, it's not like crazy grades. Mm-hmm. I mean I'm only an average person <laughs> but I managed to squeeze through the profession and fantastic. So anyone thinking of doing the profession, I think it's a best profession I, I would say that mashallah a very successful ordinary person can I add mashallah so that commitment there is it comes across and mashallah it's lovely to see that you're enjoying it so much because that's what we should be doing in our work as well we should do it which we are enjoying we're helping others we're getting reward for it mashallah when it all comes together you actually don't feel that you are working yeah, so uh, and you're uh, helping uh, and the idea of helping others with your intentional law always of course helps us into to put other things in front of us uh, and other necessary needs so mashallah i think parents need to think about that when they're guiding their children into different professions of is what other careers are out there and speak to people and maybe parents too you could ask other people about doing a day or a week uh, attachment into their places or or shadow them in some way or asking them some things and when you're doing your own show you'll probably be able to talk about this much more to be able to help parents and thinking okay this is what really it is about this is what surveyors do and how can young people get a a taste of these things Uh, there's not very much opportunities now in schools when they they ask them to their placements it's it's only a week or so and they're not really exposed to everything out there so it's trying to expose them to as much as possible as you say um no, there yeah. which is good and put on their wellies and what it is means getting out really getting your yeah. hands dirty yeah i mean this thing you've just mentioned is a very good point with experience i mean mm. in my day there wasn't really work experience mm-hmm. even a week is better than nothing mm. and currently try to get the work experience wherever you can mm-hmm. um, before you go into any profession mm. because sometimes it's all glamorized um, by literature and you know th- until you actually go and see the profession unless you go and sit in an office or see what they actually do that's when you realize what my professions are in mm. reality I mean I almost became a pharmacist my brother was a pharmacist mm-hmm. and I spent a week in a pharmacy and that really put me off <laughs> in the nicest of all yes, ways. Yeah. <laughs> But, but then, alhamdulillah, yeah. you did that. So yes. then you could understand yeah, that this course. is not for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. It is good for my brother and it's good for a lot of yes, other people, but absolutely. not actually for me. Yeah, that's exactly mm. my point. So I then, then I looked at around at the professions and when I saw the property profession, I thought, well, everyone's going to buy a property. Mm. So you're either going to help someone, um, you know, buying a property, selling a property mm. or whether it's a commercial property. Then you can look at land mm-hmm. or you have boundary disputes, you have planning issues. See, we mm. are more of a general practice of ours. Mm-hmm. So we have a general practice doctor that will guide you in the to the expertise if mm-hmm. there's a certain issue. Um, so that's the beauty of the property profession. So my program going forward, inshallah, mm-hmm. I'll be, I'm just putting now a system in place to go through all the aspects you need to consider. Mm-hmm. And property is good fun. I mean, it can you can make good money in property. I mean, mm-hmm. the, I think the world's most billionaires, millionaires are in property. Wow. Sometimes I've seen people become millionaires overnight just by doing one property deal. Oh, so, much you know, and so it's a very, very rewarding mm-hmm. profession if mm-hmm. you do it right. Mm-hmm. But then there's also high risks. That obviously, sometimes mm-hmm. you can make, you can lose a lot of money also very mm-hmm. quickly also. Yeah, yeah. 
So you, know, so you need to know what you're doing yeah. and, uh, and... It's all about the guidance. Yeah. It's all about the guidance and uh-huh. trying... To, and that's why I think the... If you can work on anyone's experience, mm. like surveyors who, who are in the business, mm-hmm. it's, you know, I think it's, it's a really a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, great. Uh, and we look forward to that when those shows come on out. But today, because we started uh, talking last week about, or a few weeks ago, whenever it was, about um, uh, buying a house and what we need to do, know for buying a house, um, we were we first looked at location and I remember you saying location is up to the person themselves, really, and the, uh, where they want to, they might find a beautiful big house in some area but that's not for them because they want a certain location they want to be near their their family their in-laws or near certain schools so they will look at a different property because that location is important for them so size of house location is very individual we need to get the right place for the right people um, but there is a lot of programs on TV location 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 and house under the hammer and all of these things that uh, we're trying to incorporate some of those uh, lovely uh, uh, tools and knowledge from into this show. We did mention about uh, surveys, so maybe if we could rev- revise that a bit, a bit again about surveys, because maybe if there is somebody, a family there now that is looking to buy a house and they're at that survey point, what do they need to do? Can you look over that again for us in a little bit more detail? Yeah, very, very simply. Hmm. If you're looking to buy any property, whether it's a house, land or factory or anything, first point of contact is try to get a qualified RICS chartered surveyor. Mm-hmm. So you know the the advantage of that is that you have a, you always have a backup. If the surveyor makes a mistake, you'll have professional indemnity like, a, like any other professional. So for example, if a surveyor, you appoint a surveyor, you pay him to get a valuation report and on a property that you're buying, let's just say he values it at £100,000. Mm-hmm. But then, then you find later on there's some issues um, structural problems, subsidence issues, all of the type of issues, boundary disputes or something that comes up. And in reality, the property is only worth £50,000. Mm-hmm. So then you have all, you'll always have a potential claim against negligence against a surveyor. So that's what you're paying a fee for. It's like an insurance policy in effect. Mm-hmm. So it's that's the reason you'd get a, pro, a chartered surveyor because by law, they have to have indemnity insurance. You can go to, anyone can call themselves a surveyor, but you can't call yourself a chartered surveyor. A chartered surveyor needs professional indemnity insurance. So that's Mm -hmm. the basis of using a qualified professional. Mm -hmm. Um, Types of survey, if you're buying a house, depending on the age of it, if the property is, say, 100 years old, you'd probably go for a more detailed survey because it's older property. um, If it's pretty modern, you'll probably go for a basic survey, like a valuation report or a home buy report. Just... Just to summarise in very simple terms, the scheme one we we call a valuation report. Mm-hmm. So you'd call that survey, you'll do a valuation of the property. He won't really mention too much about a, the condition of the property as such. This is more popular with lenders when lenders obtain valuations, but they lenders will normally obtain the valuation for their purposes, not for your purposes, so you don't really have much comeback. So it's always good to get a valuation done and make sure the property, the report is headed to your name. If it's headed to your name, then you've got a direct contract with the surveyor who's doing the survey. Secondly, the second type of survey is a survey valuation report, or you can call it a home buyer report, which is known. Um, That goes into more detail. It gives a valuation, but it also talks about 
um, the condition of the property and certain issues to consider. Um, you can talk of things about the roof, the timber, the dam, the electrics, the structure, any subsidence, structural issues. If any structural issues are, are noted by the survey, they normally ask for a scheme three, which is the building survey or st- structural survey, which are in effect the, the same thing. Mm. Um, so if a surveyor goes out and sees a crack in the wall, if he's doing a home buy report or a valuation report, he'll ask for a further report from a from a, a building surveyor or a chartered engineer mm-hmm. and so we, we we do quite a few of these reports um, for the lenders yeah. to give specialist advice uh, to ascertain what the problems are if there's any kind of movement in the property and um, how to put it right put a specification of works how much it will cost so that goes back to the valuer maybe on behalf of the bank and the bank will then the bank surveyor will revise his valuation. Mm-hmm. So there are the three types of survey that you do in simple terms. MashaAllah. So they're all very different. You mentioned on the first one, if I go back there, the evaluation report, that it needs to be headed in your name. Yes. So when you are making that contract with the evaluator, what do you need to do to ensure that happens? Yeah. I mean, when you engage a surveyor, mm-hmm. m- before you engage any surveyor, there you'd normally sign a contract or known as engagement. Mm-hmm. There'll be an engagement with a professional. And it'll be an engagement letter, which states clearly this, the surveying firm would send out a letter or an email to you confirming exactly what they're instructed to do. You would read that and you'd sign it and send it back. So you know exactly as a customer what you're getting for your money. Mm-hmm. So there's no misunderstandings. Mm-hmm. And that forms the engagement. And it's very important um, to get it headed. If you're buying a property, you need you need to make the surveyor aware the purpose and the chances are you'd probably be buying the property and for him to put your name on the report. Mm. So that's very important. And would he put somebody else's name on it or is it just he'd leave it blank? No, I mean, normally um, on the engagement, he'd actually be headed to this person who's instructing instructing, instructing okay. to get the survey done. Mm-hmm. So if it's uh, Mr. Khan, say, mm-hmm. his name would have to be put on there. Chances are he'll be buying the property. Mm-hmm. So he ne- his name needs to be on there. So if there's any liability going in the future, mm-hmm. then at least there's a there's a contract in place. Mm-hmm. And have you ever come across where there may be a dispute between the home buyer thinking of the cost of the property and the evaluator and their yes. cost? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> the valuation yeah. Um, scheme one, we say, is the basic valuation. We don't class it as survey as such. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where, again, the engagement letter is very important. The mm-hmm. whole idea of the engagement letter is for the client. Mm-hmm to have a good understanding as to what he's paying for. Mm Because if the engagement letter is not there, in effect, then sometimes there can be confusion as to what Mm -hmm. survey they're getting, because it is quite confusing. Mm -hmm. Some people might expect a lot more detailed report, or they want a basic report, and that's the important thing to consider. Mm -hmm. So really the engagement letter will will explain what, what it's doing. What it's doing, what, yeah. uh, what you expect from yeah. from this, and then if you disputed that you thought that the property would be valued at less in a way, and it came in more even, and but you have don't have the capacity to buy in that that because it's valued higher than you thought. It, where would you go from there? What would you do, or the vice versa? Well, mm-hmm. well, I think normally the normal process is most people tend to buy from an estate agent. Yeah. Normally, the estate agent 
is not too far off the guide price. They will put on the put a property on the market, say for around offers around two hundred thousand pounds. They're not normally miles off. It's sometimes I've seen seen them quite far out if there's some technical issues that affects the market value. But in reality, if you look at the if a client, if someone's a purchaser, would potentially offer around the asking price or a few thousand below. But in reality, that's not a binding contract. That's only an offer subject to contract, Mm -hmm. meaning subject to contract, meaning that there could be some variations going down the road. So the average person is not a surveyor. So they will only offer a guide price. So let's just say the property's on the market for 200, they offer 195,000. A lot of people sometimes don't realize this, but when you get a survey done, you're paying a professional to give you and a professional opinion as to the value taken into consideration, the location, the age, the condition, and what it's really worth. And if you get a evaluation back saying it's worth 180, 180,000 pounds, it's you're well in, well within your means to go back to the estate agent, show them the report, mm-hmm. and say here's some of the issues that we need to consider and can we revise the revise the price. They don't need to revise the price. It's all down to the vendor or the seller. Mm-hmm. And it's not so they don't have to reduce the price. So even if it's only valued, say, at 170 by a surveyor, but they've got it in the market at 195, 200,000, mm-hmm. it's totally up to the seller if mm. he wants to sell it. Mm. The estate agents only try to get the best price in mm. effect for the seller. Mm-hmm. So that depend probably on the seller then if they want to move quickly or don't. Uh, they may have another commitment somewhere the other side of UK and they need to get out of Birmingham quickly and yeah. move somewhere else. And, and this is the this is the, the other thing which is a very good point there, mm. Kathleen. Why do people? Because this ba- bank manager used to always ask me this question. We do valuations for banks, and mm. banks would always ask me. Some of the bank managers, corporate bank managers, they used mm. to say, "Well, why would someone sell a property cheaper than what it's worth?" Mm. And you, that question you've just asked is a very good question. Mm. I mean, there are cash buyers out there. They mm. advertise themselves as properties bought for cash. So they, so a property say worth two hundred thousand pounds, a cash buyer would never offer around the market value. So let's mm-hmm. just assume the market value is two hundred thousand pounds. People sell cheap, just like anything else, for to become liquid to sell their property quickly because of their circumstances. Mm-hmm. They could be in a chain. They've seen a property elsewhere, mm-hmm. so they need their money very quickly mm-hmm. to be able to buy the other property. That's probably or they could be personal circumstances, mm-hmm. some family issues. Mm-hmm. They need they need the money to, for their own personal reasons. Mm-hmm. So, and these cash buys, I mean they will tend to offer you about 20-30% below market value. Mm-hmm. So that's where you've got to be careful sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, for instance, a property worth 200000 a a cash buy would offer you around 150000 mm-hmm. But you would get the money within 7 to 28 days normally. Mm-hmm. But that's, again, you've got to be very, very careful. Yeah. But that's a good point, yeah. Dead. And yeah. it can happen, I suppose, you know, circumstances, if you have a job and a family and school is about to start and you think I knew I need my children to start in that new school in September um, not to drag this out and they could be in Birmingham and I'm down in London etc so people's lives change people's lives move on and I mean mm. that's a very good point Kathleen mm. and the other thing I've, I've been I've been talking about getting surveys for people who are buying properties mm. but we haven't really spoken about people who are selling properties mm. I think especially if you ever look to sell a property I think it's well worth investing some money um, to get a pre-survey a pre-sale survey done um, it's similar to a home buy report depending on the type of survey you want mm-hmm. um, but it puts you in a very good position because 
generally what tends to happen is an estate agent will, will put the property on the market for, say, £200,000 and mm. a purchaser will get his surveyor to come along and try to knock the price down. In reality, that's sometimes that, that's what happens. Mm. So it'd be good to for the seller to obtain his own survey mm-hmm. so he's got something to negotiate with. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it could be a bit unfair for the seller that mm-hmm. the one party's had a survey report and because... As I mentioned earlier, that survey isn't for the seller, it's for the purchaser. That's right, yes. That's a very good point. So Mm. even if you're looking to sell your property quick, um, you know, to a cash buyer, be Mm. very, very careful. I mean, Mm. there's cash buyers, obviously, they're in for business. They want to maximize their return. And Mm. you may have had this house for 20, 30 years. And cash buyers will, obviously, they're there for business. They're going to make the maximum return. Mm-hmm. So even then, in these situations, I know it probably you probably wouldn't want to spend any more money because you already got f- certain fam- um, financial issues. Yeah. But to get a survey done for four or five hundred pounds mm-hmm. is probably well worth it because then you at least you know where they, what their property value is. Mm-hmm. Some people have had properties for 20 years in their family and they don't know what the market values are. Mm. They haven't realised... I mean, a house that you bought 20 years ago was probably only 40,000. Mm-hmm. Now it would be 200,000. Some people don't know. Mm-hmm. So when they're offered 100,000, they think they're getting a good deal. Yeah. So yeah. that's a very, very good, interesting point. So we need point. to be aware of that and aware of the situations and getting uh, this, uh, your property surveyed, both whether you're buying or selling. Well, there's a lot to think about there. We're just going into a commercial break um, and we'll come back after the commercial break where we'll talk a little bit more about this and about uh, different types of surveys and how to break it down, evaluation, etc. Because there's a lot there, not just for houses, but for land, for property. So let us explore that after this commercial break, inshallah. So listeners, inshallah, don't tune out. Take a pen and paper. Do tune in. Write down your questions. Uh, Azar will have his own show soon, so it may not be now. Now you might be able to ring in uh, and ask him this on his own show, inshallah, to get your questions there clearly so that you can ask him himself and he will be happy to answer, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum.